the rising of the sun even to the going down of the same my name shall be great among the gentiles and in every place incense shall be offered unto my name in a pure offering for my name shall be great among the heathen saith the lord of hosts awake awake put on thy strength o zion put on thy beautiful garments o jerusalem o lord open thou our lips and our mouth shall show forth thy praise glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen praise ye the lord the lord's name be praised O come let us sing unto the lord let us heartily rejoice in the strength of our salvation let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and show ourselves glad in him with psalms for the lord is a great god and a great king above all gods in his hand are all the corners of the earth and the strength of the hills is his also the sea is his and he made it and his hands prepared the dry land O come let us worship and fall down and kneel before the lord our maker for he is the lord our god and we are the people of his pasture and the sheep of his hand today if ye will hear his voice harden not your hearts as in the provocation and as in the day of temptation in the wilderness when your fathers tempted me proved me and saw my works forty years long was i grieved with this generation and said it is the people that do err in their hearts for they have not known my ways unto whom i swear in my wrath that they should not enter into my rest glory be to the father and to the son and to the holy ghost as it was in the beginning is now and ever shall be world without end amen psalm 10 on page 353 why standest thou so far off o lord and hidest thy face in the needful time of trouble the ungodly for his own lust doth persecute the poor let them be taken in the crafty wiliness that they have imagined for the ungodly hath made boast of his own heart's desire, and speaketh good of the covetous whom the Lord abhorreth. The ungodly is so proud that he careth not for God, neither is God in all his thoughts. His ways are always grievous, thy judgments are far above out of his sight, and therefore defieth he all his enemies. For he hath said in his heart, Tush, I shall never be cast down there shall no harm happen to me his mouth is full of cursing deceit and fraud under his tongue is ungodliness and vanity he sitteth lurking in the thievish corners of the streets and privily in his lurking dens does he doth he murder the innocent his eyes are set against the poor for he lieth waiting secretly even as a lion lurketh he in his den that he may ravish the poor he doth ravish the poor when he getteth him into his net he falleth down and humbleth himself that the congregation of the poor may fall into the hands of his captains he hath said in his heart tush god hath forgotten he hideth away his face and he will never see it arise o lord god and lift up thine hand forget not the poor wherefore should the wicked blaspheme god while he doth say in his heart tush thou god carest not for it surely thou hast seen it for thou beholdest ungodliness and wrong 
that thou mayest take the matter into thy hand. The poor committeth himself unto thee, for thou art the helper of the friendless. Break thou the power of the ungodly and malicious. Search out his ungodliness until thou find none. The Lord is king forever and ever, and the heathen are perished out of the land. Lord, thou hast heard the desire of the poor. Thou preparest their heart, and thine ear hearkeneth. To help the fatherless and poor unto their right, that the man of the earth be no more exalted against them. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here beginneth the 27th verse of the third chapter of Proverbs. Do not withhold good from those whom it is due, but it is in the power of your hand to do so. Do not say to your neighbor, Go and come back, and tomorrow I will give it, when you have it with you. Do not devise evil against your neighbor, for he dwells by you for safety's sake. Do not strive with a man without cause, if he has done you no harm. Do not envy the oppressor and choose none of his ways. For the perverse person is an abomination to the Lord, but his secret counsel is with the upright. The curse of the Lord is on the house of the wicked, but he blesses the home of the just. Surely he scorns the scornful, but gives grace to the humble. The wise shall inherit glory, but shame shall be the legacy of fools. Here endeth the first lesson. Blessed art thou, O Lord God of our fathers, Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou for the name of thy majesty. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the temple of thy holiness. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou that beholdest the depths and dwellest between the cherubim. Praised and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the glorious throne of thy kingdom. Praise and exalted above all forever. Blessed art thou in the firmament of heaven. Praise and exalted above all forever. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost. As it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. Here we at the 14th verse of the third chapter of Ephesians. For this reason I bow my knees to the Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, from whom the whole family in heaven and earth is named, that he would grant you according to the riches of his glory, to be strengthened with might through his Spirit in the inner man, that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith, that you, being rooted and grounded in love, may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and length and depth and height, to know the love of Christ which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. Now to him who is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we ask or think, according to the power that works in us, to him be the glory in the church by Christ Jesus to all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Here endeth the second lesson. Blessed be the Lord God of Israel, for he has visited and redeemed his people. 
and hath raised up a mighty salvation for us in the house of his servant David, as he spake by the mouth of his holy prophets, which have been since the world began, that we should be saved from our enemies and from the hand of all that hate us, to perform the mercy promised to our forefathers, and to remember his holy covenant, to perform the oath which he sware to our forefather Abraham that he would give us, that we, being delivered out of the hand of our enemies, might serve him without fear, in holiness and righteousness before him all the days of our life. And thou, child, shalt be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways, to give knowledge of salvation unto his people for the remission of their sins, through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high has visited us, to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death, and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory be to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Ghost, as it was in the beginning, is now, and ever shall be, world without end. Amen. I believe in God, the Father Almighty, maker of heaven and earth, and in Jesus Christ, his only Son, our Lord, who was conceived by the Holy Ghost, born of the Virgin Mary, suffered under Pontius Pilate, was crucified, dead, and buried. He descended into hell. The third day he rose again from the dead. He ascended into heaven and sitteth on the right hand of God the Father Almighty. From thence he shall come to judge the quick and the dead. I believe in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Catholic Church, the communion of saints, the forgiveness of sins, the resurrection of the body, and the life everlasting. Amen. Amen. The Lord be with you and with thy spirit. Let us pray. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory, forever and ever. Amen. O Lord, show thy mercy upon us. And grant us thy salvation. O God, may clean our hearts within us. And take not thy Holy Spirit from us. O Lord, we beseech thee mercifully to receive the prayers of thy people who call upon thee. And grant that they may both perceive and know what things they ought to do and also may have grace and power faithfully to fulfill the same. Through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O God, who art the author of peace and lover of concord, in knowledge of whom standeth our eternal life, whose service is perfect freedom, defend us thy humble servants in all assaults of our enemies, that we, surely trusting in thy defense, may not fear the power of any adversaries. Through the might of Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen. O Lord, our Heavenly Father, almighty and everlasting God, who has safely brought us to the beginning of this day, defend us in the same with thy mighty power, and grant that this day we fall into no sin, neither run into any kind of danger, but that all our doings being ordered by thy governance may be righteous in thy sight, through Jesus Christ our Lord. Amen.
morning to all. Our uh, lesson from Ephesians this morning is kind of continuation of the thought of yesterday's reading and a few things to, to kind of reset the context. Uh, chapter 3 began with St. Paul calling himself the prisoner of the Lord, so that, that is, he's in jail. And, um, and yesterday he talked about how he'd been chosen to, to um, make known the revelation, the revelation, the mystery of God hidden has now been revealed uh, to the apostles and prophets. And St. Paul is letting this know, be known now in the world that the Gentiles should be the fellow heirs and of the same promise as, as the people of Israel through the gospel, that the, that the Gentiles, meaning the Ephesians, the people to whom he's writing, are now brought into God's people on the same footing as God's historical people. They were once outside and now they're in. And God and St. Paul's ministry is to make everyone see what God is doing in Christ to to bind everything together in one. And the last line of yesterday's lesson, he said, therefore, I ask that you do not lose heart at my tribulation for you. So in other words, um, he's in jail telling them not to feel so bad because he's he's in jail, but he sees he has a vision of what God is doing through his sufferings. And this tribulations he sees are working the good of the church. And this is also something that, that it's hard for us to take to, to heart sometimes. But the idea that um, our faithful sufferings as we follow Christ have a vicarious impact on the whole body, that we are all connected in the body of Christ. So our faithfulness, it's not just the actual things we do for somebody that benefits the body, but our own sufferings, just as Christ's death on the cross somehow saves us uh, vicariously. So we, as members of his body, as we participate in his, uh, in his life, his faithfulness, enduring through temptation, our um, faithfulness has a positive effect on the whole body. And um, it's also, the converse is also true that our unfaithfulness, our are you know a ne neglecting participation in the body, not resisting temptation, actually has a negative effect on the body. Just like the parts of our own body, if one is not doing what it's supposed to be doing, it affects the whole. So he, he talks today about the vision that that he's that he would he wants the Ephesians that they'll be able to see uh, and grant that that they'll be able to. To, to participate fully in this mystery of inclusion, which would be to be strengthened inwardly by the Holy Spirit, that, that Christ will be in their hearts, and, and that uh, rooted and grounded in love, it's interesting, rooted speaks of a kind of growth, that you're rooted in love and growing in this reality that you're seeing, and you'd be able to comprehend the, 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 the magnitude of God's love that he's, he's, he's carrying out in our lives, even though outwardly lives might not be exactly what we want them to be, because St. Paul, again, is in jail. He's perceiving all that God is doing, even though he's stuck in a place. But he understands that being stuck in a place does not prohibit God from doing his work. And that kind of gets us to the, um, the closing line where he says that God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. And I think this exceeding abundant stuff that God is able to do pertains to really what the way we're looking at it. Um, we tend to think about 
how God will help us with the visible things of life, you know, problems, work, needs. And those are certainly things we pray for, give us this day our daily bread, the things we need. But I think St. Paul is, is thinking about the exceeding abundant thing God's able to do is, is through the actual situations we're in, God is able to, to further his life in us, to, to um, create us as beings destined to be with him forever and eternity, to, to, to further the work of resurrection in us. And so through our own trials and tribulations, God is making us into new people. He uses every struggle and trial and temptation when we remain connected to him in faith to, to further us and to be to become more like him. And I think the perspective that St. Paul has is one we can adopt over time because as we just we may not ever see it in a tension moment or a life, but as we stay faithful in prayer and and you know struggle along and stumble along as faithfully as we can over say a five year period, we'll look back and we'll go, oh, now now I kind of see what he's now I see what he did. I didn't get it. So I have to understand that the point for us is just to stay connected and and understand uh, that that God is working out His purpose um, through struggles to bring all to, together in Christ in this new family of God, all who put their faith in Jesus. And we're participating in that work. And if we see it, we'll, we, like Paul, will bow down and, and be amazed at the, at the breadth and length and height and depth of what God is doing. So a few thoughts about today's lesson. Well, God, the creator and preserver of all mankind, we humbly beseech thee for all sorts and conditions of men that thou wouldest be pleased to make thy ways known unto them, thy saving health unto all nations. More especially, pray for thy holy church universal, that it may be so guided and governed by thy good spirit, that all who profess and call themselves Christians may be led into the way of truth, and hold the faith in unity of spirit, in the bond of peace and in righteousness of life. Finally, we commend to thy fatherly goodness all those who are any ways afflicted or distressed, in mind, body, or estate. That it may please thee to comfort and relieve them according to their several necessities giving them patience under their sufferings and a happy issue out of all their afflictions. This we beg for Jesus Christ's sake. Amen. Almighty God, Father of all mercies, we, thine unworthy servants, do give thee most humble and hearty thanks for all thy goodness and loving kindness to us and to all men. We bless thee for our creation, preservation, and all the blessings of this life, but above all for thine inestimable love and the redemption of the world by our Lord Jesus Christ, for the means of grace and for the hope of glory. And we beseech thee, give us that due sense of all thy mercies, that our hearts may be unfeignedly thankful, and that we